0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of the Blind Android Users podcast. Today is March 26, 2022. I am Warren Carr, and I am joined today by my co-host, Austin Pinto. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about our announcements, as always. And then in the Android Basics segment, we look at more assistant stuff. In the Android Spotlight, we have some guests. We have Sharon and Brendan. These will be talking about a new phone called the Real Sam. Next, we have an entry by Karen on CSR that is followed by the app of the week. Then I will conclude with the highlights from TalkBack. Austin, what's going on with you? You guys are still building that house. Everything okay with you?
1: Yeah, we are still building a house and we are almost done building the house. There is just painting left now. So I think uh, in about 10 to 12 days, we may be shifting back to our home and it's going to be very nice.
0: Great. Looking forward to you guys coming back home. We are doing well here at my end and we're going to be having a nice weather today. We now move on to the announcement segment. And Austin, we have a big one coming, isn't it? What do we have?
1: Yeah, we have a very big milestone coming up. We cannot believe that we are reached this milestone. It's the 75th episode of our podcast. So today is 68th. We have seven more episodes to go. And we want the listeners, both new listeners, old listeners, to be a part of this recording for episode 75th. So if you want to be a part of the recording, you can email us your response to gbau podcast at gmail.com. And then we will send you the invite link for the recording, maybe two days before the recording. So do register in advance and uh, looking forward to episode 75. Warren, did you expect that we'll reach 75?
0: This is amazing that we're going to be <laughs> looking 75 in the eye soon. So we're talking about sometime in the summer, and so we're looking forward to a great celebration because uh, 75 episodes is a big milestone, and so we're looking forward to that. And frankly, Austin, if you were to ask me uh, when we got started, would we be able to make it to episode 75, I would have told you, I don't know. But now I am sure that we will be up there on episode 75 before we even know it. Let's now turn our attention to the Android Basics segment. And today we continue on our subject of the Assistant. For today, we have the following segments. Edward brings us an entry on how to go about choosing your default podcasting service with your Assistant. In other words, so that when you want your Assistant to play a podcast episode, it will know which service to use. Ed, take it away.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Ed Green, and this week I'm going to show you another setting uh, in the Google Assistant settings, and this one is about setting a default podcast service. You can obviously play podcasts on the Google Assistant, either on your phone or on a speaker. And the advantage of setting a default service in particular is that if you want to listen to podcasts on one device and then resume them on another, then it's good to have a service that syncs across devices that you can specify in the Assistant settings. You'll know how to get to Assistant Settings by now. Uh, you can either do it if you have a pixel through the app settings, which is why we're covering this topic now. You can get to it from a screen where you've invoked the Assistant through the Google Assistant menu button, and you can also get to it in Settings, Google, uh, and go through the tree that way and drill down. So I have my Googler Settings open. You'll want to scroll down to all settings for this one or use the search facility at the top, and you are looking for...
3: Podcasts. Services used to play podcasts.
2: So I'm going to double tap
3: on this. Assistant settings. Podcasts. Web view out of list.
2: Now this will change depending on what you have installed on your phone, and I don't have much installed by way of podcast players, but let's have a look.
3: Navigate up. Button. More options. Button. Podcasts. Heading 1. You can ask your assistant to play podcasts from any of your services. Your podcast services. Heading two. Choose which service to use by default. Three items. Your podcast services. List box. And list item one of three. Google Podcasts. Free access to 1M Plus Podcasts. Free access to 1M Plus Podcasts. Not it. Google Podcasts. Radio button.
2: So we could have uh, Google Podcasts do this. I have that app on my phone that will sync. Carrying on down, I have.
3: Enlist. Item 2 of 3. Spotify. Spotify. Premium subscription active. Unlinked. Spotify. Premium subscription active. Not ticked. Spotify. Radio button.
2: You'll recall we linked Spotify if you listen to my demo on setting a music service. Uh, Spotify is linked here.
3: Unlinked. Button. Enlist. Item 3 of 3. No default provider. Ticked. No default provider. Radio button.
2: And no default provider is what we have ticked. I don't tend to listen to uh, podcasts across devices. I just use my phone. And because I only use a a player for that rather than a service, it doesn't show up here. I use Podcast Addict. It works a little bit differently in that way in that I think in the music section, it lets you specify uh, or access at least a music app on your phone that's not a subscription service. But with podcasts, it does have to be a service. So if you, you, know, if you were to install something like a Pocket Cast, I, I assume that would show up here. And it really is as simple as that. You would double tap one of those radio buttons to set a default provider. And then whenever you asked your Google Assistant to play uh, a podcast on any of your devices, it would use that provider.
0: Thank you so much for that information, Ed. Next, I talk about how to go about setting up communication within the Assistant. Here is that demonstration. This is demonstrating communication. Communication is one of the many features found within the Google Assistant. For today's demonstration, I'll be using my Pixel 4 running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. For speech services, I am using the Google Speech Services. I am already in the Assistant menu and
4: will now tap on Communication. Communication. Manage your calling and messaging services. Let's go ahead and tap here. Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button out of list. Showing items 1 to 5 of 5.
0: I am now on the screen with all the different features found within the communication. I'll put my finger near the top and go through the items, and then we'll go through each of them to see what they can and cannot do. I'll now put my finger down.
4: Call providers in list. We have call providers. Video and voice apps. Next. Device and call settings. Next. Broadcast. And. Your contacts.
0: Your contacts. That's the last item on this screen. Let's go back to the top now and tap on call
4: providers. Call providers. Let's tap here. Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button out of list, call providers, showing items one to seven of seven.
0: Upon tapping on call providers, we're told that there are a total of seven items. Now remember that this has to do with being able to use this thing on your Nest devices or home speakers that are powered by the assistant. Let's go ahead now and take a look at what these things are. Set up your carrier
4: to make and receive voice calls, heading. So in other
0: words, you could set your number to be able to make and receive calls directly on your home speaker. And here's what I got. Carriers, heading. Google Fi, plus google Fi, and that's my carrier it could be something else at your end it could be at&t verizon or if you're in some other country it may be some carrier in your country
4: your own number unlisted vertical
0: and then your own number which will be like my number and it's not listed i could tap here to make sure that it's listed so that when you're making those calls those Numbers will be shown at the other end
4: of the person that you're calling. Edit button. You could edit. Google Voice can't receive calls on assistant devices.
0: We have Google Voice, and we're told that the Google Voice cannot receive calls on the assistant devices.
4: Availability heading.
0: Next, we see the availability. And this is available on? Available on Google Home and Smart Displays. So if you have any smart display at your home, whether it be from Google or some other manufacturer, you should be able to use that with this feature. Let's now go back and look at the
4: next item. Assistant Settings. Call Providers in List. The next item we want to look at here will be Video and voice apps. Assistant settings. Navigate up, button out of list. Video and voice apps. Showing items 1 to 14 of 14.
0: We are on the screen that shows the video and voice apps and we're told there are a total of 14 items. Let's put our fingernail near the top and go down from there and see the items that we have here.
4: Zoom Creator Link Account in list.
0: The first item here is Zoom. In other words, when we tap here, we could link our Zoom account, so that we will be able to make calls directly from our assistant home speakers. Let's tap here to see what it has.
4: Google. Link your Zoom account, out of list. I'll put my finger down. Link your Google account to Zoom to enable video calls on Nest displays. When you interact with Zoom through your Nest display, Zoom will have access to your camera and microphone during call. Receive basic device information to facilitate your call, such as your device type. You can always unlink your account in settings.
0: Now toward the middle of the phone are two buttons. On the left, we've got Cancel. And to the right of that, we've got Link Account. Link Account. So if I tap here, it will take me through the login process of Zoom, and then my Zoom account would be linked, and I should be able to make and receive calls on Zoom on my home speaker. I'll go back
4: from here assistant settings zoom creator link account in list let's move to the next item google duo plus 1509
0: next we have the google duo and of course mine is already linked and so it says my phone number let's move to the next
4: blocked numbers
0: blocked numbers and that will be numbers that you've blocked to not reach you on your Google Duo. Let's move on. Unlink Duo account. Delete. If you tap here, you could unlink your Google Duo account so that you shouldn't be able to receive or make calls on your smart display. Let's move on. Link devices. Heading. Linked devices. These will be devices that are linked to your Google Duo account.
4: Control which device you want to use for Duo calls.
0: Heading. And you can control which device you would like to use for Duo calls. In other words, if you have several of these at your home, you could choose which ones should access that Duo and which ones shouldn't.
4: Dining room display. Off. Switch.
0: My dining room display is switched off because I don't want someone to be bothering me while I'm trying to eat. And so if you have multiple of these around your house, you could switch which ones to be on and which ones to be turned off.
4: Master bedroom Wi-Fi, off, switch.
0: That one is switched off as well.
4: Office Wi-Fi, off, switch.
0: So in other words, there are some of these devices at my home that I don't want to be able to receive dual calls on. I'll go back.
4: Assistant settings. Video and voice apps, enlist.
0: Let's move to the next item.
4: Device and call settings.
0: The next item here is device
4: and call settings. Let's go ahead and tap here. Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button out of list. Device and call settings. Showing items 1 to 4 of 4.
0: I'll put my finger near the top.
4: Home heading in list. We have home. Only ring when home. When this is on, assistant-enabled speakers and displays that you've allowed to receive calls will only ring when your phone is home. This feature requires access to your phone location. And? If you turn this feature off after setup, your home may still continue using your phone location for home and away routines. Learn more.
0: In other words, what this means is that if I set this up, and when I'm home, when someone calls me, it should be able to ring on my home display. But this only happens when I'm home. So that will need to have access to your location in order for it to work. Now, below that, in the middle, is the setup. Let's just go through the process just for giggles, but I'm not going to set it up. Setup button. Tap here,
4: home, exit, button, out of list.
0: Now let's read what the instructions are.
4: Use your phone location with presence sensing to only ring home devices when you're home. And if you turn this feature on when your phone isn't at home, the assistant-enabled speakers and displays that you set up with duo or linked call providers will no longer ring and allow someone else in your home to pick up your calls.
0: And at the bottom right of the screen is the next. Next button. We'll tap here. Next button. I'll put my finger again in the middle of the phone to hear what the information is.
4: Let's now hear what these instructions here have to say. The home app will have continuous access to your phone location if you turn on only ring when home. If someone in this home turns on home and away routines, then your phone location will also be used to start these routines in list. Other people in this home may be able to figure out when you're home or not. If you don't want home and away routines to be able to access your phone location, Do not turn on only ring when home. Out of list. And next, we
0: tap on the next found near the bottom right.
4: Next, button. Home, more options, button. Home, agree, button.
0: We are now on the last page of the instructions. And here's the last
4: instructions on the last page. Your phone will tell Google when it comes home and when it leaves. This helps automate your devices and personalize your home experience, like turning off lights when you leave or enabling features like only ring when home. It also helps improve Nest services. You control whether Nest can use your phone's location, and you can turn this off in the home app settings. For certain features such as home and away routines, Nest will keep a recent history of every time your phone comes home or leaves. Go to your home's history to review or to presence sensing in your home settings to delete all presence history. To use this feature, you'll need to allow the home app to have always-on access to your phone's location. Don't use this feature if your home won't use it to automate devices.
0: That's the instructions. And then at the bottom, we've got a couple buttons. On the left, we've got no thanks, button.
4: And to the right we've got. Agree, button. Agree. I'll go back. Assistant settings. Device and call settings, in list.
0: We're back to the main screen where we started, and. The next item will be.
4: Broadcast.
0: Broadcast. In other words, you should be able to broadcast home saying, hey, I'm on my way home, or you want to talk to someone particular at your home, you use the broadcast feature. Let's go in here and see what the broadcast system is.
4: Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button out of list. Broadcast. I'll put my finger near the top and hear the instructions. Broadcast on personal devices. Send, receive, or reply to any broadcast messages on your personal devices, like your phone. You can always use broadcast on home devices, like speakers and smart displays.
0: And to the right of that is an on-off switch, and by default,
4: it's on or I had turned it on. On, switch for broadcast on personal devices. Next, we have... Family broadcasting for guests. Guests can send broadcasts from your home devices to your family members' personal devices, such as their phones. They may see family names and profile photos of your family members in the process. Please inform your guests about who's in your family group so they know who will get the broadcasts.
0: So in other words, if I have someone as a guest in my house and I'm not home and they decide to call one of us using one of these home speakers, They could just simply see the names of the people on that display and decide to tell the assistant, call so-and-so. And And to the right of that is another on-off switch.
4: Off. Switch for family
0: broadcasting for guests. If you want to do that, you turn it on. I'm going back. Now let's move to the last item on this page, and that will be your contacts. Your contacts.
4: Let's go ahead and tap here. Assistant settings. Navigate up. Button out of list. Your contacts.
0: Here we are on this page about our contacts.
4: Household contacts. Set up household contacts as speed dial for anyone to call from your devices. Message. John. In other
0: words, you could tap here to choose people that could be within your contacts so that people can call these contacts from within your home speaker. If you tap here, you'll see people that you have, or if you don't have people here, you could add them. And that's how you go about managing the communication within the Google Assistant. The next in that entry is how to go about setting up shortcuts in the Assistant. And again, I bring you that shortcuts setup. This is demonstrating shortcuts in the Google Assistant. For this demonstration, I'll be using my Pixel 4 running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. For Speech Services, I am using the Google Speech Services. I am already in the Google Assistant menu, and now I'll tap on Shortcuts.
4: Shortcuts. Get help with your apps with Hey Google. Let's go ahead and tap here. Assistant Settings. Shortcuts. Heading out of list.
0: We are now on the Shortcuts screen. I'll put my finger near the top for some introductory messages.
4: Create shortcuts so your assistant can help with your apps when you say, Hey Google, heading.
0: In other words, you could use the Google commands, the assistant voice commands to launch an app or do certain things by just using your voice. On this page, we've got a couple tabs. Near the top, on the left, we've got the Explore, and then to the right of that is My Shortcuts.
4: I'll show you what I'm talking about. Selected, Explore, Tab, 1 of 2, in List, 2 items. And to the right of that, Your Shortcuts, Tab, 2 of 2.
0: By default, the Explore is selected. Let's now see the things that are available here in the
4: Explore section. Selected, Explore, Tab 1 of 2. Based on your frequent apps, heading.
0: And based on my frequent apps, some of these things are coming about because of my activity. And these include the following. My apps, enlist. My Apps, and the reason why this is showing is because I have created an icon on my phone called My Apps, which is directly from the Play Store app. In other words, I place that shortcut on my home screen so that when I tap on that, it automatically takes me to the Update section of the Play Store. However, if I do not want to tap on that app but instead want to use my voice to bring up that part of the Play Store... Then I'll tap on this one and create it and assign it to when I say, hey, Google, and followed by My Apps. And that should just take me straight to the update section on my Play Store. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Let's go ahead and tap here. Google,
4: create this shortcut out of list.
0: We are now on this page where we can create that shortcut. And here we have, Hey Google, my apps. And that's all I needed to say, and it will take me to the Play Store update section. And I could change that if I wanted it to be something else. For instance, if I want to say updates or something, then I will tap on the edit. Edit button. And then toward the bottom of the phone, toward the right, we've got a couple of buttons. There's a cancel on the left. Cancel button. And save button. Save on the right. Let's go ahead and tap on
4: save. Google, shortcut created. Next time, just say, hey, Google, my apps.
0: And that's it. If you don't want it, you could go back and delete it. Let's go back. Assistant settings. Having created that My Apps, that now has been moved to My Shortcuts. And now it's no longer available in the Explorer. What we have next here in the Explorer tab will be Create New Document in List. Create New Document. And I could tap on Add. Add button. Next item. Send a video. Add. Add button. And you can go on and on, or view all button. I could tap here to view all, and it's going to show all kinds of stuff. And remember, these things are powered by some of the things that you normally do on your phone. And so these are the suggested items. You can scroll and see all that you can add. Let's now go to your shortcuts. In other words, this will be the shortcuts we created. For example, the one I just created a little while ago called My Apps will be found in that your shortcuts tab. Let's move to that one now found near the top right in the middle of the phone.
4: Your shortcuts tab two of two. I'll tap here. Your shortcuts selected page two
0: of two. Tapping on your shortcuts. Here's the information we've got.
4: Your latest shortcuts heading out of list.
0: We have your latest shortcut heading and below that we'll have the
4: my apps in list.
0: My apps. Now to the right of that is an edit. Edit button. In other words, if you want to Give it a different name. You could tap here to go edit. Or if you want to delete or still edit it, all you need to do is tap on the name of the icon. And in this case, this will be the My Apps.
4: My Apps.
0: You tap here. Google. Hey, Google.
4: My Apps, out of list.
0: And from this page, you can also edit or delete it altogether. At the bottom of the phone, we've got a couple buttons. To the left, we have an edit, which means you could edit the name of the icon, or you could tap on Delete found at the bottom right. Edit button. And to the right of that. Delete button. Delete. I'll delete that so you see what I'm talking about. Google. Delete shortcut. And I have a dialog that says,
4: This shortcut will be deleted from your shortcuts. You can add it again from the Explore tab.
0: And to the right of that, just below that information, we've got a couple buttons. We've got Cancel, and to the right of that is Delete. Cancel, button. Or, Delete, button. I will tab Delete, so you'll see that that shortcut is gone.
4: Your shortcuts, assistant settings, create new email in Gmail, in list.
0: Now we're back to my shortcuts
4: and I no longer have the my apps anymore. Your latest shortcuts, create new email in Gmail, in list. So that's
0: how you go about creating that shortcut. Before we bring this to a close, there's one more item here that I'd like to show you. And that will be contacts. I'll move my finger to Contacts.
4: Contacts. Let's go ahead and tap. Shortcuts you might like. Heading out of list. We
0: are on this page now and it says Shortcuts I May Like. And this is normally powered by the people that you call most frequently. And for example, my wife will be there, my kids and things like that. Now, if I want to add a new item to my contacts, in other words, if I want to add the command to say, hey, add contact, then toward the bottom is an add contact.
4: Add contact in list. You tap here. Google, create this shortcut out of list. Hey, Google, add contact. And if you're satisfied with that, then
0: all you need to do is tap on the save at the bottom right of the phone. But if you would rather give it something different besides add contact, then you could tap edit button and choose what you would like it to be. Let's go ahead and tap on the save at the bottom. Save
4: button. Google shortcut created next time. Just say. Hey, Google, add contact.
0: I'll show you this before we bring this to a close. I'll now exit out of here.
4: Pixel launcher,
0: home. And since my Pixel 4 has the squeezing feature, I'll simply squeeze and say, add a contact.
4: Squeeze. Add a contact. Create contact. Cancel button.
0: And it takes me to the page where I could add a new contact. And that's how you go about using shortcuts. Let's now turn our attention to the Android Spotlight, talking about a new phone called the Real Sam. I do have today some great guests that I would like to introduce today. There's a project going on a phone intended for the blind, and I think this is going to be a real success. I have a couple of people. I have Brendan and Sharon, but I'll let these guys introduce themselves and we'll talk about the project. Uh, Brendan, you want to start? Or actually, you know what? Welcome to Le- Ladies first. Uh, <laughs> I think my wife is not going to give me dinner tonight. I'm not doing things the right way. So How about we start first, though, with uh, Sharon. Sharon, ladies first. How about you tell us about yourself and how come you're part of this project? Tell us about the project.
5: Well, thank you so much, Warren, for having us today. This is really exciting that we get to talk about Real Sam and what it's going to bring to the market. First of all, my name is Sharon Giovannazzo, and I'm the president and CEO of World Services for the Blind located in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the good old United States. And we've partnered with Real Sam and and with Brendan specifically in order to deliver their product to clients that don't necessarily or people who don't necessarily want everything that a smartphone has to offer. And we are so excited about this project. So thanks for having us. And I'm going to turn it over to the man who's in charge there.
0: Thank you so much, Sharon. Uh, Brendan, the lady now
6: allows you to talk. Thank you. Um, thanks, Sharon. Um, so my name's Brendan Lewis. I'm the president of Real Sam, Inc. in the US, part of the Real Thing AI group. We're a, um, we have an Australian head office. That's why I have an Australian accent, although I live in Washington, D.C. Um, we The company, its origins are a bit misty with some... The, the company was formed and there was some work done in the area of artificial intelligence, specifically what we call conversational AI. So that's using computers to... Um, understand what people want, do it for them, and communicate back to them using speech. And so the the, the company um, had developed some some technology that they were saying, this is really interesting what we can do, what should we use this for? And the good friend of the company at the time was the disabilities commissioner in Australia, a, a chap called Graeme Innes, and Graeme was blind. And he said to us, look, I've got this problem that... Um, I want to be able to read newspapers, and I can't. No, certainly I can listen to the radio, um, but when I want to listen to a newspaper, by the time I actually get the news transcribed into a talking newspaper, it may be a week later, and that's a problem for me. So we we quickly knocked up a a solution for him where he could um, he could search search for just using his voice alone he could search for a newspaper he could navigate through different articles and sections and he could have those read to him so that and he was pretty happy about that and we almost almost this was about 2014 that we first did this then we quickly extended it to uh books as well so we had audio book libraries where people could do simple to complex searches for books so when i say simple it's like Find books with title Harry Potter. Complex may be an iterative thing where you say find books by H.G. Wells um, and it'll, the, the system will start to give you some answers and then you, you may add on some other um, filters like, oh, and about Martians, and then it will deliver the book to you, H.G. Wells' War of the World. So we were doing that. When we did this, the RNIB in the UK said, actually, weirdly enough, what you're currently doing is exactly what we whiteboarded our future um, product to look like, which they called RNIB in your pocket. So in two thousand, in about two thousand and seventeen, we made a decision to expand into the UK and launch what the product was then called was um, RNIB in your pocket. Although fairly soon we we modified its name to Real Sam Pocket, uh, because it was a device that was in your pocket did a lot of things, and we expanded that quite substantially. So we started off with. Uh, effectively a voice-operated media player that you could listen to news, a variety of newspapers and um, get books from a variety of audio libraries for visually impaired people. We expanded it out to podcasts and, and radio. Then we added, because we're using a mobile phone, we then added mobile phone features so people could call, um, call using their voice, send messages, read messages, add contacts to their device, and finally, we started to add a whole lot of uh, features to support people's independence, so um, information sources like where am I to be able to get a street address and what's around me, times in different locations, weather forecasts. We added um, what we call smart reminders, so not only giving you a reminder at a certain time but telling you what the reminder is for. We added navigation tools, a, a a point-to-point navigation tool for people wandering around, you know, in the country or in parks or something like that. So it gave as the crow fly navigation. So if there was a certain spot in the park that you liked, you could be guided to that seat or or something like that. And finally we started to add some tools to support people in the visual area. So we um, added on the Be My Eyes software so that we run that on our device, um, and I'm not sure if you're aware of by my eyes or not. Um, we uh, added on. We now have on board a video magnifier that allows people to zoom in, and move about, and um, change colour schemes. But we also have just, in fact, we've only just included this for the launch in the US. We've now added on an OCR facilities so that you can point the you can point the device at something and have it read out what's on the screen as well. And all, all this is controlled by people's voice. Um, and it's I've actually been in the US for a couple of years now because we've been um, working with a, a government agency to, to develop some prototypes and different devices using our voice technology but we've now made the decision that we're about to launch our retail product which we've been had for some years in the UK um, we're now about to launch that in the US in the next fortnight and that's a that's the our real sample Product. So it's a voice-operated phone with a whole lot of useful digital systems and a media player on board. So we're pretty excited about it, Warren. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Now, you've given
0: us a nice history here, Brendan, and um, I think my next question probably goes to uh, Sharon, but we'll be coming back to you again, uh, Brendan, most especially now that you guys are yeah. doing a US launch, which is important. Uh, Sharon, what excites you about this project? You're from the um, uh, school there in Arkansas, and now it must be something special that actually made you guys to partner uh, with these guys. What excites you about this project?
5: Well, Warren, what excites me about this project most is the fact that it's bridging a gap. Um, you know, a disability is only a disability when it keeps you from getting to where you need or what you need. So, you know, lacking information, lacking resources. That's one of the things that, you know, blindness is a disability if you can't get what you need. And you know, not everybody needs all the features. I mean, we're we're not saying anything bad about, you know, all the other smartphone manufacturers out there and smartphone platforms. This is for the ones that they get it and they just literally get physically sick trying to learn how to use this and they end up not using it. So what this does is this opens an entirely new world for an entire population, whether that be seniors or veterans or people with cognitive delays that they can actually access information and they can be become part of that world. And it's gonna open up a whole new world. As you know, in the United States, you know we have a 70% unemployment rate among working age blind adults. And this is one of those ones that, you know, until you take that first step, you don't know what the possibilities are. And until you access and you get really excited about a piece of technology that's given you back something that's been taken away from you or that you've never had. That's why we're excited about this, because there's an entire population out there that needs this.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Now, Brendan, back to you. Now that you guys are jumping into the mobile world and that's producing a phone, were there any challenges that you guys had? I know that you guys have had other solutions for the blind, but now that you're jumping into the world of uh, phones, uh, tell us about that and what operating system that powers this device?
6: Starting with the, the last question first, it's an Android device. Um, we're using, we're launching on a Samsung A thirty two phone, so it's a five G phone. It'll, it's unlocked, it, so it'll work with any network. Um, though the the user can't um, the user can't get to. Android, we, we can still, there's, there's still backdoor entries into it, but the user can't get to Android, um, and that and that's because of our, our major challenge is designing seamless experiences for visually impaired people, so from our point of from a design point of view, we've failed if um, the user has to hand their handset over to anyone else and say um, can you please help me I, it's, um, I, I don't know what's going on, so out of the box the device will allow people to Um, connect to wi-fi you can stick sim cards in it um and then you can read newspapers you can you can read audio books you can do this from the moment you turn it on there's nothing to configure our challenges are are around working with um working with other technologies that don't necessarily have the same philosophy as us so uh, one of our big challenges is um Giving our users the ability to connect to Wi-Fi networks in public places where there is a a separate login page that's required. So, in you know in a in a hotel, it may say that you. To be able to, there's free Wi-Fi here, to, but but to be able to access the free Wi-Fi, you've got to sign up for an account with a non-accessible form. You've got to, um, you've got to log in regularly. Those kind of things are the challenges that we have, and I'd, you know, I'd love to say that we've solved them completely, but we haven't. They're continuing. we, we hit new environments all the time. Um, there's also each of the 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 telecommunication carriers' networks are also they all have their own quirks and they do things. So we. We see things on occasion that are completely unexpected for us um, and we have to deal with them. Like, and most of the time when we come across these things, it's because one of our customers has a problem. It's not Our device isn't automatically signalling signaling that something weird is going on. It's a customer ringing us and saying, I'm having an experience and I don't like this experience. Can you help me? Now, an example of that is a customer may have something like uh, an AT&T SIM card in their device and they see a Wi Fi network that's that says AT and T, so they connect to it and it allows them to do that, but because maybe they're not signed up for that service, then it ends up blocking their ability to use their device effectively. And we have to fix that for them. And so each and each of those scenarios we need to we need to deal with and make sure that we cope with whatever quirks are put in front of us from each of the telecommunications networks. And there's that, and there's also each time um, each time Android updates, we find new things happen. The way that we use the devices, the information we get off them may change. Google may decide that they don't want to allow us to know certain, uh, allow apps to know certain information on a device anymore. So the, the support challenge is, it's not a case of we've we build something and we get to leave it on the table, which we're, we're constantly fixing and refining and improving, but I suppose one of the nice things about our model is that um, because we do over the air updates everyone all our, all our users benefit from everything we do so every time we 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 put together a, um, a batch of fixes on a monthly basis and we roll that out to everyone so those are that's the kind of the device and and some of the challenges that we overcome Warren. Great. Now, knowing that it runs on Android, um,
0: would it have access, because I know I'm a blind person, and I use other third-party apps, (laughs) most especially communication-wise, because the world we now live in, uh, we depend a lot on all these communication tools, things like Telegram or WhatsApp and all of that. Uh, Would someone using the real Sam, by the way, we're going to be asking you as to how the name how you came about the name Real Sam. Uh, was it named after you or after a friend, or, <laughs> or just something that came up uh, you know, just randomly? But uh, would I be able to have access to the Play Store? For instance, I want to install Telegram or uh, use Google Duo to be able to connect with my
6: friends. So, so the answer to that, um, it is easy and it, and simultaneously it's complex as well. The easy answer is at this moment in time the answer is no. Um, however, right now on one of my devices and just to give perspective, I currently I'm surrounded by about seventeen mobile phones at the moment of different types and versions, different software on them. One of them has on it um, uh, some new software we're testing, which we call Escape to Android, and it's not completely true but what we allow is that users can have other applications on their device that we will um we will allow them to use that device in um a a different mode so um although we restrict um we restrict those um so things like google maps with talkback on it and gmail and calendar and things like that and calculators um the I, we don't. We're not allowing it. We we don't believe that we're going to allow open access to um, Play Store. And the reason that we're not going to is that each of the applications that um, people may potentially use, we have to test because then it comes back from our point of view to that user experience, and we have to make sure that each of those apps, for, for starters, is well written and works the way it's supposed to. Um, and and specifically things around Bluetooth endlessly cause us cause us headaches where people people use Bluetooth and they they don't necessarily follow the standard and they do things in strange ways they take shortcuts and it causes problems. So each of those apps we're looking at we're testing we're deciding whether um, we'll allow people to have access to that and that. That, but the um, that patch of changes will appear probably before June 30th, I'd suggest, where we've got it, we're making it work. We're now just saying, well, like, exactly how do we want the user experience for this to be as we select? And also, how do we want users to be able to nominate things that they want to be able to get access to? Um, I think it's unlikely that we'll allow access to what I would call faddish apps, so something that um, something that's um, will be popular for this year and then be gone again. But, but then... But then longer-term apps like um, Facebook Messenger, like WhatsApp, um, uh, they're givens that they will be on the device. Um, so does that answer that part of the question, Warren? It does answer my
0: question. Uh, oh, Simple so and uh, complex. Yeah, well, uh, so do you guys have something on there, for instance, okay, so... Uh, Someone here in the States, and that person happens to have a friend, say, in Australia or the UK, and of course we know that making regular phone calls is going to be costing an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. How would that person use the real Sam to communicate with someone there without the need of using
6: their cell phone minutes? So, um, well, that they could be making a, a, they could be using Messenger to communicate. At the moment, they would be using their cell phone minutes on their plan. But as I said, within three months, um, Real Sam will have WhatsApp and and Facebook Messenger on it as well. Great,
0: that sounds good. Because you know, um, nowadays it's, the world has become such a small world, and someone yeah. lives here and dating someone in uh, Australia or dating someone in Mongolia. And, you can let that phone uh, rest, right?
6: <laughs> yeah. So from 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 our point of view, uh, and so these are the things that we're talking about. What? How do we think that people want to engage in the device? So, do I just want to be able to say to Real Sam WhatsApp, and it'll start WhatsApp, and then I'm in, um, and then I'm in Talkback mode, or do I want to be able to give it further commands? So, do I want to say, um, call my call my grandmother via WhatsApp, or do I want to say WhatsApp? Grandmother, we like we need to test those and see how we'll do the voice integration side of it before the app starts to run. Uh, Warren, you also asked me earlier, where did the name Real Sam come from? Um, the The word real has been in place since the beginning because the our, our conversational AI engine it has what's called natural language understanding. So it was like a it, the theory is that we have a conversation like with a real person. You use we use you're not barking commands at the device you're talking to it and you're asking it things like can i do this can i do that can you find me books about something And using natural language so we call that real and in fact the company the the parent company's original name was real thing entertainment uh real thing being our software and entertainment being the fact that we were had a, a whole lot of media on it we then changed we decided that we want to emphasize the artificial intelligence so we changed the the, the group of companies named to real thing ai the particular product suite for visually impaired people and that's the only product suite that we have um we called real sam so it was real for the um to as a reference to our technology and sam was shorthand for simple accessible media and because that's where we came from just we said that it to get to media it's it's Designed with accessibility in mind, and it's and it's designed with simplicity in mind. It also was a useful thing so We can when you're talking to the device, the device on occasion refers to itself as being Sam. So you can. Um, one of the other things that we've we've now got on our, our roadmap is at the moment to operate the device, you need to touch the talk button and then speak every time. Um, we don't have to do that though. We did that initially um, to because we didn't want to be snooping on people all the time and we wanted people to, to be able to save their battery because always-on listening is a bit more expensive on battery. But we've decided that should be a user decision, not ours. So at also sometime this year, sometime between now and Christmas, we'll release um, uh, the ability for Real Sam users to be able to change modes so that they can they can tap and talk or they can just initiate it by saying you know, something. It'll be words like, hey, Real Sam or hey, Sam. Let's, um, and then tell them what you want to do.
1: So what about the launch of the device in Asia? Thanks, Austin. Um, so and what is the pricing of the device?
6: Thanks, Austin. Um, so the device, so the device, uh, with the hardware requires support. So it won't be launching in, in Asia just yet. Um, the device is nat- is natively multilingual. So we do like, I have absolutely, I have India on my radar, um, but um it it won't be this year the price um the price the outright price for lifetime support is 13.99 in the us and that'll be launching in two weeks time to to launch the device we have to have lots of things in place including all our support services and all up and ready to go um i'm uh, actually i'm also interested in um, hearing from Sharon, because Sharon and I have spoken, but we haven't spoken much on this, about the areas where you think that you can actually see quite specific needs right now, that, that the, there's kind of drilling down on those scenarios where you felt people would be excited?
5: You know, where I think people will be the most excited is what absolutely sets real Sam apart. And that's the fact that you're going to listen to your users. You're going to walk from the beginning of the experience all the way to the end to make sure that they reach their highest levels that they want on that. And you're not just saying, this is what you're going to have. You're not just saying, this is what it is. There's nothing else. You're going to, you're going to build on this. And you know, to address the earlier question too about, you know, are we going to be able to download this? Are we going to be able to do that? And Brendan had said that there's going to be a backdoor entry into this to escape to Android. But when you think about that is that you're talking about a different audience, but not necessarily. This sounds like this is very transitional to me. You know, just like me, when I lost my vision 21 years ago, as one success built on another, I was able to gain more and more independence. So as a person sees, wow. I can do this. I can read newspapers. I can message people. I can talk to people on the phone. I can find out how to dress today because I'm going to know what the weather is. That's what's exciting is they're going Mm. to listen and they're going to be there for support. And it's not going to be one of those ones where you just call a general line and they're like, all of a sudden they hear your device talking in the background. It's like, oh, well, that's what the problem is right there. You're blind. And that's what the problem is. That's not what this is going to be. This is thought about accessibility from the get go. It's not a retrofit. If anything, it's a retrofit to be in blind with a sighted product, but accessibility out of the gate, and that's what's so exciting is because this is going to open up the door for so many people.
6: Terrific, Thank, thanks, Sharon. So, the, so just describing the device for you, it's. Um, in fact, I've just picked up a tape measure, um, so it's a Samsung. It's a Samsung handset. It's six and a half inches long by three inches wide. It's got an all glass. It's got an all glass screen. With no um, with no button on it, it's um, what we have is what we call a touch area in the bottom. What we have is a um, the bottom. It's just listening. It's just been listening to me because I've been touching it. Um, it's a the bottom quarter of the screen is is what we call the touch area. So you touch it and tap. So we've got kind of three primary uses in mind. One is it, it it stops people, it reconnects people into the communities, into their families, their friends. Um, it improves their quality of life through media and we're supporting people to be more independent. So things like, um, where, whereabouts are you, Warren? What city were you in? I live in a little town called Maxi
0: here in the state of Washington, um, which is more like Central okay. Washington. Okay.
6: So, I, I can ask the device something like, what's "What the is the time means- in Washington State?" The time
7: issues. is thirty-three minutes past nine a.m. on Saturday, March twenty-sixth, two thousand and twenty-two, at Washington, United States.
6: So, it's so it's figure that out and 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 tells me what to, I can say. Um, what is the weather in Washington State?
7: Sure. Getting the coordinates for Washington State. Please wait. The weather as of zero minutes ago in Washington, United States, is six clouds. Today's minimum was six and maximum was seven. The forecast for today is overcast clouds minimum four, maximum 13.
6: So I should say that one of the configurations we have is my device is talking to me in Celsius, not imperial measurements, because that's the way I prefer it, because it was the way I grew up. So that's that's what's happening. I, I talk to the device, it talks back, and that's a kind of a sin, single interaction. Um, I could say, thing. I can change that voice if I don't like it. I can say, change voice.
7: You can use one of the following voices. Hello, I am voice number one.
3: Hello, I'm voice number two. Hello, I am voice number three. Hello, I am voice number four.
7: Hello.
6: Number five.
7: Okay, I will use this voice from now on.
6: Okay. Um, I, so these are, these are kind of single interaction things. Um, I can do something more complex. I can say find books by Peter F. Hamilton.
7: Listing books by Peter F. Hamilton in The Rendip Source. First five of hundreds. One. The Secret Throne by Peter F. Hamilton.
6: Find books by Harry Potter.
7: Select a book by Harry Potter in The Rendip Source. First five of 92. One. Olivia Kidney by Ellen Potter. Two. Patient H. 69. The Story of My Second Sight by Vanessa Potter. Three. Number two. You selected patient H-69, The Story of My Second Sight. Say, play, or go back. Play. Reading patient H-69, The Story of My Second Sight. Starting patient H-69, The Story of My Second Sight. Please wait.
3: Patient H-69, The Story of My Second Sight, by Vanessa Potter.
6: So that that's kind of an example of um, interacting with the device and finding a book and streaming instantly, which is nice that there's no waiting for cartridges to turn up in the mail, and if you don't like it, you can kill it and move on to the next thing. Um, you can make phone calls. I don't know if I've got any contacts saved on this device. You can make, um, I can add a contact. Add contact, Brendan.
7: Please say the number for the contact or say go back
6: two zero two three nine
3: four
7: contact saved contact name Brendan number
3: two zero two three nine four
7: you can call text change name or number delete or say finish to continue
6: so um, later on I decide I, w- I want to call myself on my other phone call Brendan
7: calling Brendan press power to cancel or talk to toggle speaker mode i can't do
5: that on my phone
6: all right so there's there's me calling myself and i'll just try to kill all of that off so Regarding one of th- to
7: contact name Repet, number 202394
3: 394-
6: thank you the one so one of the other things that how it's different from um things like siri or the smart speaker products is they're all what are called single threaded so they do one thing at a time so if you break if you stop what you're doing and do something else you're now on a new track you're doing a new thing with the real sam device if you're for instance if you're doing something like you're searching for a book and you get a phone call um that interrupts you searching for a book but as soon as you finish the phone call because we're what's called multi-threaded you then go back to what you were doing in fact you can nest a number of you can you know, nest almost an infinite number of levels of things that you were doing that you can go back to until you decide to cancel it so in the case just there i set up a contact for myself i then rang me and when i finished um when I finished with the, the phone call to myself, it actually the device determined, well, it still hadn't completed the the contact setup dialogue. So again, it gave it to me. Um, and it was it's saying to me, What do you want to do? Do you want to call this guy? Do you want to edit the number? Do you want to do something different? I, that's one way of calling contacts, and of course, you can list contacts, you can list your recent calls, all of those kind of things. So there's lots of lots and lots of nuance and sub-features that you would expect as well. And on top of that, like so being able to add contacts by voice is something that's quite exciting and it's fantastic that we can do that. But to be frank, adding lots and lots and lots of numbers by voice is a slow and, and tortuous um, solution. That's why each of the devices is also uh, connected to a, a accessible web portal where um, you can add contacts in bulk. And you can also do... Cleverer things, like if you wanted to add a contact and you need to put some pound symbols and, and commas in there because it was a phone number for a Zoom call, you can do that via the web portal quite easily and it'll, it'll allow us to do other things with the device as well. So you and also family and friends can um, help you with the device if needs be. Thank
0: you so much, Brandon. Um, you know, you guys have been so kind um, staying with us all this time. Now, I got a couple more, and then, you know, <laughs> if you guys don't mind. Now, I noticed that once you asked it for a book by Harry Potter or a book about Harry Potter, um, you can tell I, I don't read uh, Harry Potter. Now, it says, you know, number one, number two, and all of that. Now, when you choose the book, do you have to touch the screen and say, choose number five, or do you just say number five without the need of touching the screen?
6: Uh, thanks, Warren. E- each time I spoke to it in this particular scenario, I'm touching the screen because it only listens to me when I touch the screen. And and as I, I think I mentioned before, we do that because it, it certainly it saves on battery, but it also gives people confidence that the device, voice-operated devices, are notorious for snooping on people. And for us, it's absolutely explicit. It doesn't listen to you unless you tap the screen. So even if you're just saying number one, you still need to tap the screen first. Perfect. I think that really helps.
0: My last question has to do with the pricing. Uh, earlier, you said it's 1399 So I'm understanding that as uh, $1,399. Yes. And if that is true, uh, would you guys maybe later on, uh, you know, you guys don't have to say that now, but... Would there be maybe like someone wants to buy it like on a payment plan or, you know, something of that nature? Um, a lot of planned people may not be able to get this in one shot. Would there be any portal for them to like pay monthly or whatever? How are you so, guys going to
6: do with that? So there's there's a, there's a couple of ways I'll answer that question. Firstly, the um, at launch, the way we're distribute, we um, the way that we're selling the devices via our distributors, a, a variety of assistive technology distributors and partners around the US, and maybe something they wish to do to wish offer a finance package. We know that we eventually will. We sell the device. Um, we in the UK, we sell a device with a with a financing in place. But the financing is dependent on you using the O2 Telefonica network, which is a, sol- a solution that we that we can't go ahead with on, on the US. And we probably all in all didn't necessarily want to, um, mostly because we just didn't want to lock people into a, a network. Um, but in the UK, Telefonica has quite a nice offering where they, they package it up together. And about 80% of customers buy it in that finance solution. So um, we know that we will go there. We're just not doing that at launch.
0: My last question has to do with the pricing. Uh, Earlier, you said it's $1,399. So I'm understanding that as uh, $1,399. And if that is true, uh, would you guys maybe later on, uh, you know, you guys don't have to say that now, but would there be maybe like someone wants to buy it like on a payment plan or, you know, something of that nature? Um, A lot of planned people may not be able to get this in one shot. Would there be any portal for them to like pay monthly or whatever? How
6: are you so going to do with that? So, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of ways I'll answer that question. Firstly, the, um, at launch, the way we're, distrib- we're um the way that we're selling the devices via our distributors, uh, a variety of assistive technology distributors and partners around the US, and maybe something they wish to do to wish offer a finance package. We know that we eventually will. We sell the device. Um, we in the UK we sell a device with a with a financing in place, but the financing is dependent on you using the O2 Telefónica network, which is a, sol- a solution that we that we can't go ahead with on, on the US, and we probably all in all didn't necessarily want to, um, mostly because we just didn't want to lock people into a, a network. Um, but in the UK, Telephonic has quite a nice offering where they, they package it up together and about 80% of customers buy it in that finance solution. So um, we know that we will go there. We're just not doing that at launch.
5: You know, one of the beauties of here in the United States for people who have one, if you have an open vocational rehabilitation case and you're using this for work, this might be one of those things that you can get that finance through that. Not necessarily a monthly plan, but for the device itself if you're a veteran and you have a case with your VIST or your visually impaired services team through the Veterans Administration Hospital, there's many, many routes out there that can help people who are blind in order to secure this product. There's also, there is an assistive technology loan program out there. Um, I don't know the details on it, but I'm sure that we can find that out and send that over to you. So, I mean, there are options other than it just coming out of pocket. And, you know, one of those things are is that you don't know what you don't know until you start asking. And that's one of the things that we all do is we all try to put the resources together.
0: And I was saying that was my last question, but then I have to ask one last question. Uh, so given the fact that this thing you guys uh, started like a media device before you branch into phones, my assumption, then, that it has a lot of features, you know, from uh, book readers to navigation, like you indicated mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other items that one would be looking for in here besides things like, hey, I read my newspaper or I want to browse uh, Amazon or, you know, something like that? What are some of these other features so, that you guys yeah. have?
6: Well, so there are there are lots of we we actually we call them actually talents and we we call them talents because um, it helps us with language when we're talking about our a- app running on it running on an app or um, or a, a feature and then sub features and we find ourselves get tangled up so generally we call that generally you call the different capabilities the device have as talents. And our talents are, compl- are complex as well. So there's things like when you're um reading uh you're streaming a book, you can place one or, or one or more bookmarks in a book and you name your bookmarks and then you so say you can say here's an interesting bit. Or maybe it's a um maybe it's a text that you're reading for the school and you um you there's different reference points that you want to put throughout the book. So you can have lots of bookmarks. We can also have one or more bookshelves, so you could have. Um, I like comedy. I like science fiction, and here's um, books that I'm using for school or management books, non-fiction books. So I can have one or more bookshelves. I can add my. Um, I can add all my books into there. So we have those kind of features, and the, the same thing for um, podcasts and newspapers and, and radios. There's different. There's lots of different sub features. We also have lots of content sources. So and. We, when we add content sources, um, users uh, don't need to do anything. They just simply appear that this is now a new library that you can access. So if you say list libraries at the moment, it'll give you a handful of libraries that you can you can work with. Um, I would expect within a month, um, I will have another, um, maybe five libraries available in the US that we're working on at the moment. Um, in fact, I'm working on a package with. Um, for uh, libraries in a whole lot of different languages as well, which is I've uh, got some. You know, we've got some licensing considerations we have to take into place. For instance, if you wanted to, if you wanted to listen to books in Italian, it, then we'd have to determine what the licensing arrangements were. Was that was that library that was providing the Italian books providing it to Americans on American soil? If you're American overseas, if you're someone from overseas on American soil, there's there's there's, there's many headaches that we need to deal with the commercial side. But the the features, you know, the features that we had, um, I've gone through most of them. uh, I think with like the magnifiers and be my eyes, um, which I think is a fantastic tool. Um, We also have the ability to put other things on as well. So as part of this, um, what we call escape to Android, we're also looking at putting on a variety. You can connect to hearing aids via Bluetooth, but we're also looking at um, being putting the hearing aid apps on the device for some of the for the major hearing aid providers, the hearing aids that uh, um, the VA prefers and things like that. will have those apps natively on board so people can optimise their hearing. Because our, our target audience is really people who have lost their sight through ageing, um, and that's where our sweet spot is. We're, t- we're trying to make the device work as well as we can possibly for them. So what, you know, if they have a hearing impairment as well, um, how do we optimise for that? Things that are, are interesting to them. There's you know there's no not much point putting um, there's not much point putting global news services on a device if um, or just global news services on a device if people just as equally want local news. They want to know what's happening on the other side of the planet, but they also want to know what's happening at number twenty seven down the road. Um, that kind of thing. We also have one of the things I haven't talked about is we have a community information service which will allow. Um, our partners to build up information for both regions and for organisations. So um, you could say we it's, we call that particular talent tell me about. So if I said um, tell me about Arkansas, the device will be able to respond with, um, you know, I've got a number of things about Arkansas, the capital of Arkansas is blah. Um, there's some information on, on World Services for the Blind Um, If you select that, you can, in fact, like a pyramid structure of information that you can drill down on. So all Sharon's content for the World Services of the Blind, um, anything that's appropriate and suitable, we can actually bring onto the device so that people can find out about things. And that's not just, you could ask it about, tell me about World Services of the Blind, and you get that information. But you could also say, tell me about Arkansas, and it would give World Services of the Blind as one of the options. So... um, there and that's that's very nascent for us um but it's something that we're quite excited about because it allows us to reach out and truly partner with other organizations rather than having rather than having from our our side of the table just a um a a commercial relationship we want to have much more than that because at the end of the day um we want to we want to do good in the community as well so um you know, so if people say, if I'm going to go to Arkansas, I want to I want to know that the capital is Little Rock and the the World Services, the blind are there. And if I drill down further, I can find out that Sharon's the CEO, those kind of things. And I can find out where the podcast in, is and then subscribe to the podcast. So the entry point for subscribing to the podcast can be via the tell me about talent rather than um, just asking about podcasts. Now, before we bring it to a close, I am really...
0: Uh, thankful to you guys, and gosh, you couldn't have asked for a better person to be a partner uh, than Sharon. I like that passion that Sharon has. Um, no wonder Sharon, you are the CEO of that place that you're at, and frankly, I really like your passion that you bring to this project. And uh, uh, Brian, uh, Brandon, rather, uh, Brandon, how do people contact you? How do people find out more about this? Um, uh, project. I know we're going to be putting you guys' um, website or address in our show notes, uh, but could you verbally tell
6: people how they could access where you guys are located? Absolutely. So, and, and look, we're we're incredibly happy to have um, Sharon and World Service Services for the Blind. I've always found Sharon to be incredibly passionate, so um, we're we're excited about that. So, the easiest way is to um, go to our. You can we just register our details on. Um, our website if you like, and we'll and we'll send information. We're not we're not in the business of heavily spamming people, we're in the business of letting people have information. So you could do that there. You could also contact us. So our website address is www.realsam.us. So real sam is one word, r-e-a-l-s-a-m.us. Or you could call us on our phone number two zero two-seven three eight. One seven six zero that's two zero two seven three eight one
0: seven six zero great. Uh, Sharon, do you have any last comments uh, before we just can close without hearing from you, Sharon.
5: Ah uh, gee, thanks, Warren. You know, I get so excited about projects like this, but this is probably one of the most exciting one that I've seen in a number of years and We're excited to roll this out and to be a partner with Real Sam because I know it's going to open the door for so many people. I can't imagine being where I am if it wasn't for people who was committed to the field of visual impairment the way that this company is. So um, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate you giving us the platform. And if anybody who's out there listening in podcast land, you can look us up as well at wsblind.org. So thank you so much, Warren and Austin.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for coming. Brendan, thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Brian. And when you guys launch this, should we want you guys to come back? Would you be willing to come back again? Because sometimes it needs a follow up. A great product needs a follow up.
6: Well, I, I absolutely, but only as uh, only as long as Sharon can be there as well. So she can, she can, uh, she can you know be my sounding board and say no i don't like the sound of that brendan or actually that's something that really excites us um because she i think she has a great perspective on you know she has a perspective on the community that i, I can simply never have
5: well, that's because I'm a part of that community. But, you know, I think I think by honorary measure, so are you, Brendan. So <laughs> I appreciate you, and I appreciate you letting us be, our, be, be your partner.
0: <laughs> thank you, Sharon.
1: Of
8: course. And so you,
0: you got a, behi- a woman there behind you. Uh, Brendan, you can't go wrong. Uh, thank appreciate you so you. much, Sharon. Really appreciate you. <laughs> thanks, thank guys. You guys. Thanks, <laughs> right. guys. Sure. bye God bless. Bye. Thank you. We now move to the CSR section, and our friend Karen brings us an entry on CSR. Karen, take it away.
8: Hi all, this CSR demo includes dealing with sliders, opening links, lift to activate feature, and a quick look at some of the options available in the TTS settings. There are several ways to to, to adjust slider values using CSR. One of them is to assign a gesture to increase slider value and another one to decrease it. After you focus the slider, just use the assigned gestures. Also, after focusing the slider, you can go to the main menu, then select either increase slider value option or decrease slider value. one. If you are using the alternative element navigation mode, um you can use the default type to adjust the slider value. In the alternative element navigation mode, we move between navigation types or which is called in top granularities by swiping up then down or down then up. And to move in the specified navigation type, we swipe down for the next or to increase, up for the previous. Or to decrease. This is the case if we are using the uh, the invert swiping gestures option. If not, swiping right swiping right is to increase, or for the next left for the previous.
9: Discard back.
8: I should include the default as one of the naviga- navigation types. Those settings are available in operation settings, then navigation settings. Let's deal with a slider.
9: Home screen. Home screen, watch list? Assistant, Speech Central.
8: Speech Central, application. Settings.
9: One, two, three. One, two, three. Item two, three, only on. Standard speed, voice pitch. High speed 53. Standard speed 48 position.
8: Okay, so standard reading speed. Uh, I will go to the default navigation type by swiping up then down.
9: TTS rate, copying mode, heading, line, word, character progress, text box, buttons, default, swipe down, high standard speed 53 position.
8: Okay, it it increased the slider, swipe up,
9: standard speed 48 progress,
8: it decreased the slider. So swiping down increased the slider, swiping up decreased the slider. And as you can notice, it is moving by 5%. But in CSR, I can go to a specific slider value like 61, 78. Let's go to the main menu.
9: Main menu. Cancel. Adjust slider's value.
8: Adjust slider's value. Double tap. Here I have values from 0 to 100.
9: 94, 95, 96, 31, 30, 20, 28, 27.
8: Let's try Twenty-six. The 26
9: high standard speed 25 position
8: it took me to the value which is prior to the 26 which is 25 it happens sometimes and sometimes it will take you to the exact value i'm not sure if this will be improved in the next versions but anyway anyway the adjust sliders value is a useful addition to csr now uh, in talkback we use volume keys to adjust sliders, and this is possible also with CSR. Let's go to the main menu.
9: Main menu. Main program settings.
8: Program settings.
9: G Show Plus. Download additional risk notification reading settings. Reading settings. Operation settings.
8: Operation settings.
9: Navigation settings. Edge gesture setting. Shortcut key settings.
8: Shortcut key settings.
9: Shortcut key settings. Short. use the volume keys checkbox. Check controls whether the volume keys can be used as commentary screen readers shortcut keys.
8: Okay, here I can decide if CSR will use my volume keys or not. Um, this is not possible Let's talk back.
9: Show the system volume panel while adjusting volume checkbox unchecked.
8: Okay, if I'm adjusting the volume with CSR using the volume keys, this will let me decide if I want the system volume panel to appear on the screen
9: or not. Use the volume keys to move the edit cursor checkbox checked.
8: OK, here I can uh, move the editing cursor while I'm editing text. Um, And at the same time, checking this option will let me me adjust slider values using volume keys. So the same option is to uh, let me move the editing cursor using the volume keys and adjust slider values. Now let's move to opening links. We have messages that contain links in the text, um, tweets containing links, YouTube video descriptions. In TalkBack, we use the TalkBack menu, then links. And in CSR, we have the option which is open a URL. In CSR, I can find this option by going to the main menu. And also, I can assign a gesture to open it directly.
9: Home screen one of two. Assistant. Twitter. Tweet. Image.
8: This is a tweet.
9: Android Auto will help you find out if you are using a forty D USB cable. Android.police.com slash Android Auto W.
8: Okay, so I can go to the main menu now and uh, select Open a new URL. Also, I can use the gesture if, I, uh, if I've already assigned a gesture, and I did. Uh, I'm using the swipe down with three fingers, so I'll use the gesture. Open a URL. Let's see.
9: Open a URL. Click androidpoliscom slash androidauto.w. Chrome.
8: The, open, uh, the link is opened.
9: Android, if you regularly use Android Auto in your car, you must be no stranger to frequent connection issues. This problem you should... Tweet.
8: Now, about the Lift to Activate feature, which is a feature not available in TalkBack. In this feature, I can activate items just by putting my finger on the item and lifting my finger. You know, in typing, you have the Lift to Type. And this is similar. This is the Lift to Activate. To activate items, buttons, links, whatever. Uh, some people may see this as a quicker way to to activate items. So let's see.
9: Main menu. Main menu program settings. Shortcut key settings. Operation settings.
8: Operation settings again.
9: Edge gesture settings that should use the game edge gesture settings. Shortcut keys hotkey schemes. Clicking action settings.
8: Clicking action
9: settings. Clicking action settings. Clicking a single tap activates the focus item checkbox Unchecked controls where the clicking only once on the element activates it.
8: Okay, so this is similar to single-tap activation in TalkBack.
9: Lift your finger to activate the item under a checkbox. Unchecked controls where the lifting the finger off the screen activates the element under the finger. If the finger is kept on the screen for a certain time, the element is not activated. Checked.
8: So, after checking this option, just by touching the item and then lifting my finger, the item will be activated. If I keep my finger on the item for uh, a longer time, this will ignore the activation of the item when I lift my finger. I can swipe, also, normally, and use the double-tapping method.
9: Use the raw click instead of accessibility, click checkbox, unchecked, perform a long click action when finger stays on an element for a long time, checkbox, unchecked, controls whether the long click action is simulated when your finger stays on a given element for one second.
8: Okay, this one, if I want the program to longer press the item, if I keep my finger on it for more than one second.
9: Display the shortcut menu on display, double-tap and hold delay 500. Lift your finger to activate the menu option under a checkbox unchecked.
8: Okay, Uh, if I don't want to use lift to to activate for everything, I have some options here. I can just use lift to activate to activate options in the menus of CSR, like in the main menu.
9: Lift your finger to activate the software navigation key under a checkbox unchecked.
8: I can just use lift to type to um, activate the back, home, and recent apps buttons.
9: Clicking action settings.
8: Okay, so let's uncheck the lift to, ta- to type uh, the lift to activate. I will put my finger on the screen.
9: Dis- display perform a long click action. Use the raw click instead of accessibility click checkbox. Uncheck. Use the raw click and lift your finger to act. Unchecked.
8: When I found the item, just I I took my finger off the screen and it was activated. I have in the main menu the lift to activate, but. If I activate it from the main menu, what will happen is that this uh, mode will be temporary. So when I turn off CSR and turn it on, um, it will return to the normal mode. And um, yeah, this is useful if I want just to use it for some time and um, just to return to the normal mode after I finish. Yeah, and I can also stop using the lift to activate mode after turn it. Turning it on from the main menu, also from the main menu. Uh, let's go to the last thing that I want to talk about, which is some options in the TTS settings.
9: Operation settings, GSUO Plus, advanced setting, feedback settings, TTS general se- TTS TTS settings.
8: You know from previous episodes that USCSR can use two TTS engines the primary one and the secondary one and you can use just a single TTS engine. And here, I can select the options related to each of the TTS engines.
9: Navigate up. TTS. TTS engine allows to set the main TTS engine used to read content. In case the TTS engine fails, TTS engine.
8: This is for the main TTS. And if I'm... Uh, TTS if engine. I want, also, I can decide here if I want to use only a single TTS engine.
9: TTS engine allows to set the... Main, use a single TTS engine checkbox checked tts rate acceleration this function is to TTS rate.
8: tts rate
9: tts volume ratio the
8: tts volume
9: tts pitch the pitch audio ducking checkbox unchecked controls whether the volume of all other sounds is lowered while the program is speaking
8: audio ducking
9: use accessibility volume checkbox checked
8: if i want the accessibility volume channel to be used if i un- if i uncheck this the media volume will be used Media volume is useful sometimes, like uh, if I want to use or to record the screen and use internal audio recording. So by using the media volume, by unchecking the accessibility volume and using media volume, I can capture the CSR sounds and and the speech.
9: Use the proximity sensor checkbox unchecked control. Stop reading when touching the screen checkbox checked. Prevent the screen from locking while speaking checkbox on TTS engine.
8: Okay, so, uh, let me talk about the volumes. In, in When I adjust the volume using CSR, if CSR is using the volume keys, when I press the volume keys, the media volume is changed. And if I want to adjust the accessibility volume, I should put my finger on the screen and Press on the volume key while my finger is still on the screen. So, by this way, I change the accessibility volume.
9: TTS volume ratio, TTS settings. Secondary TTS engine allows to set a secondary TTS engine used for reading notifications and other secondary content. Setting the same engine as the main voice engine is equivalent to using just a single TTS engine.
8: Here, I can assign the options related to the secondary TTS engine, like I I can uh, let it use the media volume, and the main TTS to use the accessibility volume.
9: System TTS settings.
8: Here I can go to the text to speech engine settings of my device.
9: Speak TTS settings. Read emoji checkbook. Read custom symbol definitions. Custom symbol definitions set. Other settings. Other settings.
8: Other settings,
9: other set. Q notifications, checkbox, slow down speech while in character, use ringtone volume for speaking checkbox, check controls, whether the ringtone volume should be used for reading the incoming call screen.
8: This one is interesting. Uh, you know, in TalkBack, some people were having the issue of the shouting when, when they receive calls. So on the on incoming call screen, TalkBack will just speak in a very loud voice. So here I can decide if I want my CSR to use my ringtone volume, when I'm in the incoming call screen or not. So if I don't use this one, it will stay on the volume that I assigned. Either it's the media volume or the accessibility volume.
9: Mute commentary screen reader while recording is active checkbox unchecked. Use the enhanced accessibility volume control checkbox checked. If the accessibility volume fluctuates frequently, you can try to enable this option.
8: If I'm having issues with accessibility volume, I can, uh, enable this one, the enhanced accessibility.
9: Enhanced screen locking prevention mechanism. Check. Read numbers of single digits. Checkbook.
8: So this was my demo related to adjust, uh, adjusting sliders with CSR, opening links, lift to activate feature, and some options of the TTS settings.
0: Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate that from you. We now turn our attention to the app of the week. And this is by popular demand. And today, I'll be talking about Legere, formerly known as Voice Dream Reader. Now, here is the demo of Legere. This is demonstrating Legere, formerly known as Voice Dream Reader. For today's demonstration, I'll be using my Pixel 4 running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. For speech services, I am using the Google TTS or the Google Speech Services. I am on my home screen now and will navigate to a folder called eBook Readers. Tap here and go find and tap on Legere or simply Reader.
4: Folder. Ebook book readers, four or more items.
0: I'll tap here to activate this folder. Kindle. Upon tapping on that folder, we're told Kindle. That's the first item in this folder. I'll move my finger to the right of that, and that will find Reader. That's the name of the icon for Legere, formerly known as Voice Dream Reader. Reader. I'll tap here to activate.
4: Reader. Legere Reader. Image. Reader. Select a voice.
0: I'll put my finger down.
4: Legere Reader comes with one high quality voice of your choice. For your language, the most popular male and female voice are listed below. Voice files are large. Please download over a good Wi-Fi network and be patient.
0: In other words, The Legere Reader gives you one voice for your reading needs. These voices are from the a cappella group. Let's now move our finger down and see what we have. Language. We have Language and there's a drop-down.
4: Drop-down list, English.
0: If your language is not English, you tap here to go change and select your own language. Below that we have... Voice. This is the voice heading. And this is where you could listen to the sample of the different voices. And here we have.
4: Drop down list, Sharon for language.
0: We have Sharon for the language for English. And below that.
4: Download button.
0: You could tap this to download Sharon if that's the voice that you want. Next.
4: Play sample button.
0: There's the play sample. If you tap here, you're going to hear what Sharon sounds like. And below that,
4: Other Voices, button.
0: We have Other Voices. So if you want Other Voices, you tap here to reveal those Other Voices.
4: Reader, navigate up, button.
0: I have tapped on the Other Voices. And let's look at what these Other Voices are. Starting from the top, we've got
4: Lisa Acapella,
0: we got Lisa.
4: Play Sample.
0: Tab on play sample.
4: Reader.
10: Hello, I am Lisa, the female Australian English synthetic voice from Acapella. Efficient, fast and of very high quality. I can read whatever you want. I have good news for you, you can try me out.
0: And if you like Lisa, for example, then free. Where it says free, you could just tap there to download it. Next.
4: Tyler Acapella.
0: There's Tyler.
4: Play sample.
0: Play sample. Free. And free.
4: Deepa Acapella. Deepa. Play sample.
0: Play a sample.
4: Hello, I Re- am Deepa, one of the
8: female Indian English speech synthesis voice from Acapella. Efficient, fast, and of very high quality. Why not try me out with your own words in the context of your application?
0: There are several of these voices, and these are from a cappella, as I said earlier. And you could just scroll down, that is, put your two fingers in the middle of the phone and then glide those fingers upward and that scrolls down the page and you can try all the voices and or play the samples and see which one you prefer and once you find the one that you like, then you move your finger to the free or swipe till you hear says free and just tap on that to download. I'm not going to go through all those voices because we'll spend all of our time just playing samples. I'll now go back and I'm actually going to download the Sharon for my voice.
4: Download button.
0: And I'm downloading Sharon. I'll tap here.
4: Voice Sharon. Downloading. 70% progress bar. There we go. It finishes my
0: download. And now we're on this page that says
4: Legere Reader Quick Reference, Heading 1.
0: This is a quick reference. In other words, you can go through this and get familiar with it. But for now, though, I'm going to go ahead with showing you the tour. So I'm going to close this quick reference by going back.
4: Reader. All items, one over one, filled down pointing triangle.
0: I am now back in the main UI of the app. And there's one free book, and that is the Pride
4: and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. 12 hours, 34 minutes, and 14 seconds. Jane Austen, enlist. We're told that this
0: book will take 12 hours to read. However, let's go ahead and look at the UI. Let's see what we have here in the way of buttons and things like that. At the top, we've got some buttons. On the right, we've got three buttons. To the rightmost, we have more options. And to the left of that, we have sort and left of that is Bookshelf, and that's the display that we're actually in.
4: More options. Button.
0: Going left. Sort. Sort and.
4: Bookshelf view.
0: Bookshelf view. Now above the displaying item, which in this case is that Pride and Prejudice, just above that, on the left, is the search.
4: Search. Button out of list.
0: Those are the four buttons that we find near the top. Let's now go ahead and tap on the more options before we go to the last button at the bottom right of the phone.
4: More options button.
0: Tapping on more options,
4: manage my voices.
0: Upon tapping on more options, we're landed on manage my voices. In other words, I could tap here to go choose a different voice. Let's go down and see what else we have here in this menu.
4: Content sources.
0: Content sources. In other words, we could tap here and see the different sources from where we could choose to read or download books from. And that includes the likes of Bookshare. We'll come back to it though, but let's go through the items and see what we got. Settings. Settings. Help. Next FAQ next about next
4: contact us
0: and
4: write a review
0: write a review Let's go back now to settings and see what the settings has Settings Settings
4: Navigate up button out of list
0: Here is settings Put my finger near the top
4: Default browser
0: Default Browser. And you could tap here and go choose your browser that you would like to use.
4: Checked. Choose. Check box. One of three. in you list. could choose the items. or. Not checked. Built in. Check box. Two of three.
0: Built in or.
4: Not checked. Chrome. Check box. Three of three.
0: Oh Chrome. I'm going to go back. Reader. That takes me out of the menu. I'm going to tap on more options again. More options, button,
4: manage my voices.
0: I'll now go down to content sources.
4: Content sources.
0: Let's go ahead and tap here.
4: Content sources, navigate up, button out of list.
0: Upon tapping on content sources, we've got some items. The first item here is?
4: Bookshare in list.
0: Bookshare. And right of that, we have an on off switch.
4: Off switch.
0: And that is off. The next one is pocket. Pocket. Also, we have an off. And also, we have an on off switch.
4: Off switch.
0: But then, Below that, we have a More.
4: More button.
0: And that means if I tap on that More, I could choose how many items I want from packet. It starts at 50, 100, 200, and so on. I'm not going to go into it, but you could choose to go look into it if that's what you want to do. And below that, we have
4: Instapaper.
0: Instapaper. And, of course, we have that On-Off switch and
4: Off. Switch.
0: Then there's a more
4: more button.
0: And of course, you could tap on that more to go choose as to how many articles you would like from the Insta paper. It's just like that pocket 50, 100, 200, and so forth. The one that I would like to demonstrate, though, is how to go about using Bookshare. And so I'm going to put my finger up and tap on Bookshare.
4: Bookshare.
0: And I'm going to turn that on.
4: Off. Switch. Bookshare login. Navigate up. Button. Out of list.
0: Tapping on that now asks for our Bookshare login information.
4: Email or username. Edit box.
0: Here we hear email or username for Bookshare. I'm going to mute this recording and put in my info, then come back and go from here.
4: Editing, password, nine characters, edit box.
0: There's my password. And now I'll tap on sign in just below that.
4: Sign in button. Navigate up button, content sources, save password to Google. And I'm
0: asked as to whether or not I want to save my password to Google. And I'm going to tap at the bottom there where it says save password.
4: Save password to Google.
0: And now, I'm logged onto Bookshare. We're back now to the main UI of the app. And at the bottom right corner is a single button that says Add Document. Let's go ahead and tap
4: here to add a document. Add Document button. Choose File in List. The first item here is
0: choose file. So if I tap here, it will take me to the internal storage of my phone, and from there I could go choose where my book is located, whether it's in a folder called books or whatever folder that I have my books. Below that we have
4: web browser.
0: Web browser. In other words, When I have an article on the web that I would like to use, then all I need to do is tap on that More Options in that browser and go choose the Share and choose the Leisure Reader to share it with and be able to read from here. The third item will be our Bookshare that we just logged onto earlier. Bookshare. I'll go ahead and tap here.
4: Categories. Navigate up button out of list.
0: Now that we are in Bookshare, near the top, we have the search, and that is found about an inch from the top left corner.
4: Search button out of list.
0: Below that search are four tabs. By default, title is the one that we're landed on by default. Selected, checked, title, check box, one of four. In list, four items. So in other words, when I hit that search button, I'll be searching for a title. If I don't want to search by title, then the other tabs that we have, on the left of that title, we have... Not checked, author, checkbox, two of four. If I tap on that and I hit on search, I'll be searching by author. The next tab is...
4: Not checked, ISBN. Checkbox box 3 that of That means
0: four. when I tap on the search, I'll be using the ISBN number. And the last tab here is.
4: Not checked. Full text. Check box 4 of 4. Full
0: text. So in other words, when I check this and I tap on search and I find what I'm looking for, the whole text will be displayed on my screen. Now below all of that, we have all the different categories. Things
4: like popular. Popular. In list, latest, grades, categories, periodicals, and history.
0: Those are the categories that we have. Now let's go ahead and tap on the search button and go see if we could search for something.
4: Search button, out of l- editing.
0: I have tapped on search and I'm going to search for. Douglas MacArthur,
4: voice input. Douglas MacArthur. Search keyboard, hidden reader. Na-
0: Let's look at my result.
4: Douglas MacArthur, American warrior, Arthur Herman, enlist.
0: And that will be
4: download button.
0: So in other words, to the right of every single title is the download.
4: American Caesar, Douglas MacArthur, 1880-1964, William Manchester.
0: And to the right of that.
4: Download button.
0: It's download. Now, if you want to read a little bit of a synopsis of the book.
4: American Caesar.
0: Then all you need to do is tap
4: on the title. I'll tap here on the title. Book detail. Americans. Inspiring, outrageous. Three period. A thundering paradox of a man. Douglas MacArthur. One of only five men in history to have achieved the rank of general of the United States Army. He served in World War. That is the details. And above that, on
0: the right edge, is a download. Download button. Your tap there.
4: American Caesar, Douglas MacArthur, 1880 1964.
0: And that should be downloading my book. I'm going to go back to the menu I.
4: Reader, Add Document, Button for Add Document.
0: And I'm back in the menu I. Let's see now if we have the book that we just downloaded.
4: American Caesar, 39 hours. 33 minutes and 17 seconds, William Manchester.
0: In and we're told we have a total of 39 hours to read this book. And below that, of course, would be that Pride and Prejudice.
4: Pride and Prejudice, 12 hours. And
0: that's the one that comes on the book.
4: American Pride and Prejudice, 12 hours, 34 minutes, and 14. American Caesar 39. Pride and Prejudice 12 hours 34 minutes and 14 seconds. Jane Austen.
0: And that's the one that comes by default with the app, from the classics. Now, if we want to read any of these, all that needs to happen is to tap on it. I'll tap on that. Now, upon tapping on that, let's look at what other options now we have. Starting on the top, we've got
4: More Options, Button.
0: That's on the top right corner. Tapping on that, we've got
4: Export Highlights.
0: We have Export Highlights. That's if you have anything
4: highlighted or Export All Text.
0: Export the whole text. I'm gonna back.
4: More Options, Button.
0: And to the left of that more options, we've got buttons like bookmark. Bookmark. So if you're reading and you find a place you want to bookmark, you could tap here. To the left of that, we've got
4: audio setting,
0: Audio settings. We'll come back to that. And to the left of audio settings, we've got
4: visual settings.
0: Visual settings. In other words, if you have some usable site, you could go change how the visuals would be. Let's go to that audio settings because this may be important to some people.
4: Audio setting.
0: Let's tap here.
4: Audio setting. Navigate up.
0: Button. Tapping on audio settings, here are the items that we find.
4: Speech rate.
0: We have the speech rate
4: 140 words per minute.
0: We've got 140 words per minute. 14%, speech
4: rate is 140. Slider.
0: And the slider is 14%. Let's keep going.
4: Decrement speech rate, button.
0: Or I could tab here to decrease the speech rate, or...
4: Increment speech rate, button.
0: Increase the speech rate, let's keep going.
4: Accessibility content description for document. Accessibility, and we have... Not selected, none radio button, one of three, in list, three items. Or? Selected, first few words, radio button, two of three.
0: First few words, or?
4: Not selected, full text, radio button, three of three.
0: Full text. Let's keep going.
4: On duck, out of list. And while on the duck, we have? Selected, pause, resume, radio button, one of two, in list, two items.
0: We have the pause, resume, and that's selected by default. Not selected, adjust volume, radio button, two of two. Or you could choose the volume adjustment for the duck. Let's keep going. Checked, skip margins, check box,
4: out of list.
0: We have the skip margins. In other words, if you don't want to hear anything that's in the margins, then you could Leave this checked, but if you do want to hear it, then uncheck it.
4: Not checked. Toggle play on shake. Check box.
0: You could decide to check this so that when you shake it, it'll start playing and shake it again to
4: play back. Not checked. Force accessibility features on. checkbox.
0: You can force accessibility.
4: Pronunciation dictionary.
0: In other words, you find a word that is not being pronounced right. You could go in here and change how that word is pronounced. Let's go to the next.
4: Voice. Voice.
0: We have voice. Language. Language.
4: Drop down list. English. And. Not checked. Show all.
0: Check box. If you tap on the show all, it will show you everything that you have in the way of the voices.
4: Not checked. Hide in checkbox.
0: If you tab here, it will hide your inbuilt TTS engines. In other words, if you have other engines that you have locally on your phone and you tab here, those are not going to show. If you leave it unchecked as it is now, you should be able to see your local TTS engines that you can choose from to use with
4: this reader. Let's look at these items. Selected Sharon English radio button, one of 146, in list 146 items.
0: As you can hear, there are a total of 146 items. And so you can scroll down. Now I'm going to go back.
4: Reader, audio setting, out of list.
0: Now at the bottom of the phone, we have some buttons. Starting from the left, we've got
4: Bookmarks, button.
0: Bookmarks, we're going to come back to that because that's where you go to choose a chapter. To the right of that, we've got.
4: Previous item, button.
0: Previous item.
4: Play, button.
0: Play a button.
4: Next item, button.
0: Then the last item there.
4: Search, button.
0: Is search. But there's another item just below that search, and that will be the navigation movement.
4: Select Navigation Unit, button.
0: Select the Navigation Unit. Let's tap here and talk about that for a little bit.
4: 15 seconds, in list.
0: Tapping on that you could navigate by either 15 seconds,
4: 30 seconds, 60 seconds, sentence, paragraph, chapter, highlight, and bookmark.
0: I prefer the chapter because what happens is that sometimes when you go tap on a chapter, it does not move to it. So you have to use your navigation units. In other words, you'll tap on that Next. And so I prefer to the chapter so that when I tap on Next, it will move me to the next chapter. I'm going to select the chapter navigation.
4: Selected. Chapter. Reader, select navigation.
0: Now I'm going to tap on the play found at the bottom in the middle. Play button.
10: Chapter one. It is a truth universally acknowledged that
0: is a single. And now I'm going to stop. Good now let's go ahead and tap on that bookmarks. So that's the first button on the bottom left that I was talking about, and from there we'll see the chapters.
4: Bookmarks, button, chapters, markers, pride, and prejudice. And here we got. Chapter 1, 0,
0: chapter 3, 1.3%. So for instance, let's say I go tap on chapter.
4: Chapter 10, 10.9%. Chapter 10. Chapter 10.
0: That's chapter 10.
4: The day passed much.
0: So in other words, you can read it with your screen reader if you want to. Now watch, if I go tap on the play near the bottom, in the middle, instead of it reading chapter 10, it's going to continue reading chapter 1. Watch this. Play Bye. Pride
10: and Prejudice by Jane Austen Chapter 1 It is a truth universally acknowledged
0: that a single you can see, of a this is what I'm talking about, is reading Chapter 1. Of wife, I'll turn
10: next. Known the next. Next item, but Chapter 2. Chapter 3. Chapter 4. Chapter 5. Chapter 6. Chapter 7. Chapter 8. Chapter 9. Chapter 10. The day passed much as the day before. And there's our chapter 10. Mrs. Hurston had spent the of the morning with...
0: And that stops the playback. So that's how you go about navigating and using the Leisure Reader, formerly known as Forest Dream Reader. And now to conclude today's episode, we bring you the entry from the theme of highlights from TalkBack. We continue now with our theme of highlights from TalkBack. This is installment 30. For today's demonstration, I'll be using my Pixel 4 running Android 12 and TalkBack 12.1. For speech services, I am using the Google speech services. In our last installment, that's installment 29, we saw the TalkBack voice commands. Today, we conclude the one-finger angle gestures by looking at the gesture for pulling down the notification shade. I am on my home screen and will now navigate my way to the TalkBack menu. For those of you with phones that support the multi-finger gestures, of course all you need to do is to tap with three fingers to activate the talkback menu. If your phone happens to not have the multi-finger gesture support, then what you need to do is draw a line downward and curve to the right to activate the talkback menu. In support of those whose phones do not have the multi finger gesture support, I'll be using the one finger gesture, drawing a line downward and curving to the right just to activate my TalkBack menu. I will now draw that line downward and curve to the right to invoke my TalkBack menu.
4: TalkBack menu
0: I am now in the TalkBack menu. And if you're familiar with these entries, you know that the next thing that we want to do is to tap on the TalkBack Settings. I'll now put my finger down and tap on TalkBack Settings.
4: TalkBack Settings.
0: Here is my TalkBack Settings. And I'll now tap here to activate.
4: TalkBack Settings. Navigate up. Button out of list. We are now in the talkback settings.
0: And again, if you're familiar with this series, you know that now we need to scroll down the page. And if this is your first time, the way to scroll down a page is by putting your two fingers in the middle of the phone and then gliding those fingers upwards, and that scrolls down your page. The reverse of that is scrolling up. I'll now put my two fingers in the middle of the phone, glide them upwards, and scroll down the page.
4: Showing items 3 to 14 of 14.
0: I will now put my finger down and find and tap Customize Gestures.
4: Customize Gestures.
0: Here is Customize Gestures and this is what I want. I'll tap here to activate the Customize Gestures.
4: Customize Gestures. Navigate up, button out of list.
0: The next thing I would like to do is to change my granularities to headings command. In other words, I want to change my movement to headings. If you've been listening to this, the way that we change our granularities is one of three methods. One, you could scrub up and down with one finger to change your granularity, and that's the method I prefer. Or, swipe down from the top with three fingers to change your granularities. You can also swipe from left to right or right to left with three fingers to change your granularity if your phone supports the multi-finger gestures. For the sake of those whose phones do not have the multi-finger gestures, I'll use the scrubbing movement of swiping up and down with one finger in one fluid movement to change my granularity. I'll do that now until it says Headings.
4: Links. Controls. Headings.
0: I am on the headings navigation. And now that I am on the headings, all that I need to do now is swipe down with one finger until it says one finger angle. So I'll swipe down with one finger.
4: One finger heading in list.
0: This is our one finger heading. Swipe down again.
4: One finger back and forth heading. One finger back and forth. Swipe down again. One Finger Angle, Heading, showing items 7 to 16 of 51. This is the heading we're looking for, the One
0: Finger Angle. The last entry in this heading that we will be looking at is the pulling down of the notification, and that would be the swiping from left to right and then curving downwards to bring down the notification shade. I'll put down my finger to show you what I'm talking about.
4: Swipe right, then down, notifications.
0: Swipe right, then down, open notifications. So what you do is swipe from the left with one finger, that you swipe from left to right, and then curve downwards. And that activates the notification shade. This is a screen reader-based navigation. But if you want to use a native navigation system instead, the one I prefer, then using two fingers, Swipe down from the top of the phone, and that should pull down your notification shade. For the sake of this gesture navigation demonstration, I will use that screen reader-based gesture, and that's swiping from left, then downward, to bring down my notification shade. Let's go ahead and do that.
4: Notification shade.
0: That pulls down my notification shade.
4: Expanded. Blind Android user.
0: And there's our Blind Users Telegram group. Like I've always said, though, if you do not like to use that gesture, you could always tap there to go change it to something else. But for now, you know how to go about using the screen reader-based gesture to pull down your notification shade. And this concludes this segment on the one-finger angle gestures. And now to conclude today's episode, Austin, how do people find us?
1: Our email address has got a temporary change. You can email us your either audio submissions, feedback, questions, whatever you have to podcast at gmail.com. And the links to subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our Twitter, Clubhouse, Telegram group, and mailing list will be in the show notes. Also, there is another small milestone that we have reached. We have crossed uh, 580 subscribers on YouTube. So that is a big achievement.
0: That is wonderful, Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's how you guys would be contacting us until our website is back online. And that brings us to the end of this episode. We'll see you guys next week. And again, thank you so much for making our time to listen to the Blind Android Users podcast. See you next week.
1: Bye, everyone, and don't forget to tune into to next week's episode because it is going to be very famous, episode number 69.
0: And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.